the crazy the crazy mom podcast. <laughs> Fair. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Oklahoma Life. Uh, my name is Brandon Hines, and uh, today is a little bit different. I have uh, Vanessa's mom, Vicky, here. Victoria. Yeah, you haven't known me long enough. Call me Vicky. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Ten years isn't long enough yet. That's a long tag. <laughs> So, uh, best thing to do is introduce yourself. People are going to hear about you. We've, I think you were on uh, for a short time for that one episode, right? Yeah, when Zoe and Abriana were on. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think we actually got because to... Because uh, to go take care of the baby. Yes, correct. <laughs> so, uh, introduce yourself. What, what should people know about you? I am Victoria's. I am Vanessa's mom and Zoe's mom. <laughs> Fair. And that's... That's about it for, <laughs> um, I am bipolar. That was, that came out okay. in like your second. We talked about it. Yeah. Because, um, second, so you guys had to bring that part up of your lives together. Well, there's that. Um, I mean, there's definitely, you know, the understanding. I hate when people miscategorize reality. Oh, okay. yes. I do too. So. <laughs> You know, nowadays, it's very common for people to say, like, oh, I'm bipolar, but they don't actually understand bipolar is literally, you know, huge extremes, and you can do all kinds of stuff, manic depressive, whatever, but a lot of people will use that as an excuse to be like, oh, I'm kind of a bitch, so I'm bipolar. Like, it's not the same thing. Right, you know, like, everybody has stress, everybody, you know, has these cycles, but they're very minimalized. They're not these, like... You know, I have, you know, the extremes that, that actual bipolarism can go into, you know. And, and it lasts for days. And days, <laughs> yeah. You know, I yeah. think that's what we talked about is that, you know, it, I didn't have a lot of experience with bipolarism prior to, you know, getting married to Vanessa. And, you know, now it's kind of, for me, it's a little bit more understandable now well, that I... You I've, thought it was all an excuse. <laughs> no, I didn't think I it was... I wish a lot of people think. I didn't and, think it was an excuse. Yeah. I think that, like, there is always a... A, reali- a reality behind what people... Right. You know, there are people that will just take that and like, oh, listen, if I'm a bitch, I can just say I'm bipolar. Right. And it's like, well, you've never been diagnosed, you've never gone to a doctor, you've never actually tried to control right. it, and there's a difference between, you know, just being a pain in the ass versus like, hey, listen, this is something I really struggle with. Right. You right. know, you know, in like... it. it People that have certain addictions have that same issue. I was just going to say a lot of a lot of people who have addiction issues usually have a mental illness behind that. For sure, you know. a lot of people that are alcoholics or drug addicts will say, "Well, I'm bipolar, or I'm just depressed a lot," or you know, they'll use a mental illness, right, to to like justify to justify whatever bad actions they're doing. Yeah, and right. a mentally ill person has no choice. And, right, and, and two times. Zoe and Vanessa both have experienced um, the depression side of it, unfortunately. Um, they both had a day where they said, I literally could not get out of bed. Right. I, I literally felt like I was getting further and further down, spiraling downward and downward and didn't know how to stop it. You know, and yes. I'm like, and I'm like, God, I'm. So sorry that you have felt that. <laughs> right, because you, you've dealt but, with it. But you were able to stop it, thank God. Yeah. But I have not been able to stop that, unfortunately. Um, 
So, but, so they understand that, but few people ever know, well, what do you mean you can't get out of bed? What do you mean you right. can't go to sleep? Well, what are you up so late all the time for? You know, just... So this is one of those things that's really mm-hmm. interesting to me. Like, Vanessa and I have discussed it before on, on the different podcasts that, like, I don't understand anxiety, right? Like, right. I understand stress because I handle it a lot, yes, right? It do. doesn't affect me as heavily as a lot of people just because I have a different tolerance for it. Right. It's like if somebody who's getting their first tattoo versus a thousandth tattoo, right? right? That thousandth tattoo, like it's not going to bother them, mm-hmm. right? The first tattoo, like it may be extremely painful. That's how stress works for me as well. Like I've had a lot of stress, so it doesn't bother me as much for the small stuff, you know. But whenever it comes down to with you guys and that you've had these anxiety issues or you've had these. Uh, bipolarism issues or you've had these you know depression or these manic fits or all that kind of stuff you know so what exactly what does it feel like whenever you say you can't get out of bed like what it feels what do you what do you, you mean by that want and, and like i try to i the illustration i come up with is like if i've got a hundred dollar bill and i set it across the room and i tie your hands and your feet to the chair and mm-hmm. i say now go get that hundred dollar bill and you can't. And I'm like, well, try harder. You must not want. You must not want it bad right. enough. You'll figure out a way to get to it if you want it bad enough. That's and you're like, but but I I can't move. I can't do anything. I really sure. want it. But so that's what it feels like. It's like I want to do what any normal person would do on right. a daily. Right. You life. have the drive, but, but, but you can't your physically brain, do it. You do not have that possibility. Your brain doesn't have that function. Fix your microphone for whatever um, reason. Am I? St- Am I back? I'm backwards. The mic was backwards, but we didn't do that, so I don't know who did that. That's very bipolar. There we go. That that's yeah. probably a good example. So all that was I did, a good example is I was speaking clearly, yeah. but like, uh, it like, wasn't. Why does that sound so weird? <laughs> the brain wasn't working. Right. Yeah. So all I did literally just now is that we have a microphone that looks the exact same on both sides. But one side is the back side, and it doesn't work as well. Um, and I'm sitting here like, why the fuck does this sound so weird? Because it was backwards, right? It's so That's weird. exactly what it's like to feel depressed. Right, fair enough. Yeah, I think yeah. everything's coming in, but you just can't see through the fog. So That sounds so much better to me, too. Yeah, it does. It should. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So let's, let's get back into that for another half second. Okay. So, you know, you were just saying that, um, you could put a hundred dollars across the room and it'd be really hard to get out of bed and go get it. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you had someone tied to a chair and you say, Hey, if you wanted it bad enough, you'd figure out a way to go get it. Right. But it doesn't but, work but that the, way. It doesn't work that way. Right. There's no way there's just, the brain just doesn't function. And the yeah. other end of, of, of depression is when it's at its final worst moments. And that is suicide. Right. And, yeah. Which I have had several attempts and sadly, Vanessa was 13 mm-hmm. when I was first suicidal. And she has mentioned it to me before. I haven't asked for a whole lot of detail, you know, mm-hmm. because that's always, even, you know, she's at a formative age at that point. So it's a really, you know, difficult conversation to have in itself. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've never had a specific like, oh, I've thought about doing that. But I have had the call of the void, um, which yeah. I've talked about before, which it's different for sure. So call of the void is where um, you could be driving and you could say, you know, like most people have thought like, what happens if I do this kind of thing? Like if I right. pull the, the wheel or if I do this or whatever, there's the what happens if, 
versus the actual thought of suicide, which is where... Or not even the thought, but just the instant impulse. I okay. Des- I describe it as having a heart attack or having an aneurysm or okay. a stroke. It's something that, you know... It's not planned, it's you, just... It's, it's not planned. You've already planned it out in your mind, mm-hmm. and you've already got it all down. Sure. But when the brain, I call it a survival mode. It's like because I have felt homicide and suicide. (laughs) So suicide, when that brain, something just, you feel it switch in your head. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you are just going through these actions to end your life. And you're watching it like you're watching a movie. But there's no feeling. You're not processing it. You're not processing it. You're not feeling anything. You're not thinking about your family. You're not thinking about anything except... How fast can I get this done? <laughs> and you don't tell anybody. Right. You don't make any announcements. You don't do anything. Sure. You just are found, you know, on the floor in the bathroom. Right. You know, moments later. And then, um, or, hour, uh, you know, a few minutes. Each time I was discovered um, by my um, husband or someone. Someone, and taken yeah. to the hospital and... I was always very angry when because I was always okay. um, I was always uh, using an overdose, right? And they would give me uh, like charcoal or yeah, yeah some or, way to or clear knock it back on out. or something right, right, right. to reverse it. And I was always so angry that like, so, damn it, why did you stop this? <laughs> so looking back on it, right? So obviously, you know, when you said she was thirteen, she so was it's 13. twenty years ago. Yeah, right. So I mean, it's been. A significant amount of time, right. you know, it's been a third and, of and Vanessa's we life. And we have a very good relationship now, I must say. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, now that you look back on it and you say, okay, this is something I attempted to do, or this was um, some decision that I had made for even if a reason I can't understand, mm-hmm. this was a decision that I made, um, you know, do you, do you view it as like, a actual choice or was this just part of the mental illness that you just you didn't make the choice i didn't make the choice it was just part of the mental illness it was just the next step of the depression Um, okay and the depression as i learned about my i was diagnosed as just being seriously clinically depressed at first because of the suicide so it it, wasn't until i was in outpatient therapy for a few months that uh they diagnosed me as bipolar because one day I showed up just crying, and then moments later I was laughing, and I was fine throughout the day. Okay. And then and then they just started noticing these, like yeah, because these normal rhythms. people don't just cry and right. are really upset, and then they're laughing hysterically. Sure, sure, or, sure. Um, most people carry that on for hours and hours. But, right, right. And I get over things pretty easily anyway. But um, that's when they were like, "We think you might be bipolar," and I was like, "I'm what?" I, right. I had never heard of bipolar. I'd heard of manic depression, and then, sure. then people think of schizophrenia when they think of that, and they're not yeah. anything. I was going to say everything <laughs> mental illness nowadays is yeah. very heavily um, lumped in together, and I think that yeah. becomes a huge part of like we don't have a good mental health system in we the have u.s a horrible I mean, yeah. especially in the state of oklahoma oh right we have like, a really bad I, legitimately <laughs> and this isn't me trying to shit talk oklahoma but like fuck oklahoma at this point what do they do well 
I don't know of anything they do well. Right, like we're worse than education. Well, right <laughs> well, hey, listen, we just maybe, Texas. Maybe, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, we're well, I guess we do football well. But no, we're, we're worse in education. We're worse in, what, in mental in, health, in social we're health helping, services. Like we're super behind like the, in. The first people that get cut in the state-funded um, uh, yeah. insurance Medicare and Medicaid are the mental health services. <laughs> right. Well, and it's not even just those those basic levels. Like, you know, our minimum wage is still not above federal yeah. federal minimum. Whereas, like, just... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, we're still <laughs> seven and a quarter, which is the federal minimum. But, like, if you go to Arkansas, um, it's nine and a quarter or nine and a half. And by wow. beginning of next year, it's ten and a half. So it's, like, three and a half dollars fucking an hour away. Jesus. You know, like there's and a gallon of gas is like half yeah. of the half of the there's, minimum wage. There's literally nothing that we have that's like we're number one in like mm-hmm. maybe teen pregnancy. Like yeah. I don't actually know. Yeah, we're number you know one we in. are number one in teen pregnancy, I think, and they keep tearing down all the uh, recreational centers. You know, sure, <laughs> right? Like it's the damnedest thing. And the thing, swimming man. pools, you know. They, so the- like, you know, when when we talk about. You know, trying to understand mental illnesses or, you know, specific diagnosis. Like, <clears throat> Oklahoma is probably the worst place to have that done. It really done. is, especially if you don't have insurance. Oh, for sure. If you don't have insurance coverage, you are really, really fucked. Yeah, and, and like, insurance is such a fucked up thing in, in the current system. You know, there especially was... especially in Oklahoma. <laughs> well, not just Oklahoma, <laughs> but, but like, system. there was a... Uh, like, mm-hmm. I'm on Reddit. I don't know if you get on Reddit or not. It's mm-hmm. kind of like Facebook, except for instead of seeing all the people you know's bullshit, mm-hmm. you can literally just subscribe to certain topics, and you can oh. still see the same kind of posts. So like, let's mm-hmm. say you only want to see sewing posts, right? Oh. There's a subreddit just for different types of sewings. That's or, a secret obsession of mine. Right. <laughs> you know, you can, you can choose these different things right so there was a subreddit that i'm in part of that's like healthcare is bullshit basically uh-huh. um and there was a guy that had a snake bite right oh, yeah and the snake bite for only the one treatment at the hospital this is the bill that he got for one treatment not the lingering stuff not the going back and doing skin grafts yeah. or anything like that was a hundred and fifty seven thousand dollars oh my god and you're like the Fuck. And the antidote probably costs five dollars. Oh, something. it probably doesn't even cost that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like legitimately, you know. And the costs aren't even broken down. You know, the costs were something like I think one of the costs was like eighty-five thousand dollars from miscellaneous uh, expenses, mm. and it, it literally said miscellaneous expenses. And like, what miscellaneous expenses? Yeah. Eighty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> Like, please fucking tell me. <laughs> you know, so I don't think it's just mental health. Mental health definitely has a huge negative impact on, like, what they actually view it as. You know, they're not Well, there's such it. a stigma. Oh, for sure. Because I tried to get my disability, and I had years of records, and mm-hmm. I had my therapist report. I had everything to say. Right. This person just can't do a 40 hour week job right, in the right. regular world and and uh, I went I appealed and appealed all the way to the judge to yeah. a, a, you know a, a judge and I went into this tiny little room and um, she was set she sat very high above me that's how it always works yeah. and yeah. I was in this little room and my I had an attorney and he wasn't even allowed to speak so I'm like well what did I pay you for? what are you being paid for I could have I got all the paperwork together too yeah for real <laughs> you know, like, I did all dude, the hard work like what the fuck bro <laughs> and yeah. so um, she was like you know and and there was one part 
there was one time when I was hospitalized and mm-hmm. when I was having, I've been hospitalized twice for mania. Okay. And in, during one of those manias, I was on uh, methamphetamine. Okay. Or I wasn't, I had, it had been a few days before. But right, it right. But urine. it went one to because the Because I had been depressed so long that right. I took that to ca- to try to get me out of the depression. Sure. And it clicked in. Right. The mania. Yeah. And, and, so, and that will also show up on that, whatever test they run. Yeah. And it also, you know, when somebody's on meth, they can look like they're manic. So. Sure. Right. But I, I mean, was truly manic. I was yeah. not. Uh, I, the right. high was over. I was orbiting. Right. And so they. <laughs> orbiting. That's orbiting. That's term. how I call it. I'm just. <laughs> I don't know when I'm coming sure, down. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Um, which. I ha- don't get that way anymore. Right. Know, I just get what's called hypomanic, which is you're okay. manic, but you're manageable. You can, okay. You can manage it. Okay. So I might be up for a couple of days, but I'm not orbiting. Right, right, right. And when you're I not feel like I'm orbiting, out. I have medication that's an off button that just stops it. And okay, just shut down. you down. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so this, this judge just said, so tell me about your drug use. And I'm like, my... My what? <laughs> right, right. I Slight literally confusion. said my my what? Um, you know, I'm like, she's like, well, I see that you've had you know drug use in the past. I'm like, and I'm thinking, oh, what is she talking about? I'm like, well, yeah, but I said I I don't understand what you're saying. And she's like, right. Well, you have had drug use, and and I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, she's like, where did you get it? And I'm like, uh from someone i'm said i don't i seriously i don't understand how this is relevant right, to right. what we're here to discuss and she's like well and she just went she just focused on that one time because sure. if you have had any alcohol if they feel that you've had any alcohol or chemical dependency mm-hmm. they won't give you right anything any, anything any, yeah right they, they won't find you disabled right but they there look enough, for reasons to deny right. you versus and there's such a stigma yeah. um behind mental illness mm-hmm. they expect you to not since they can't see your your problem for sure and you if you're articulate and intelligent and and dressed decently and groomed right. then, it must not then, be that bad right yeah, yeah then you don't have a problem and i found out from a lady who is, is i'm a member of crossroads crossroads is a is a i was gonna say it sounds familiar crossroads but... is a united way right. agency okay that is for people with mental illness with access one mental illness mm-hmm. that's like schizophrenia schizoaffective right, right, disorder right. bipolar disorder um for them to have a place to go for social support, um, sure. education support, right. they have a great food pantry that Aikens donates to. <laughs> okay, but um, she said, you know, Victoria, mm. when you, if you go for that again, you can't. You, they expect you to be mentally uh, challenged, like retarded. And she's like, so so it's don't don't up. act yourself. <laughs> what? And she's I'm like. What she's like, just, just they expect you to be of low intelligence, you know, because that, you know, they can see that, <laughs> right? But they can't understand if somebody would have a problem if they, you know, if you look too normal, <laughs> right? And she's like, I hate to even have to say this, but, but it's the way things are. People, if they, if you look normal, and like I have these normal days, I guess when I'm right. 
not too out there. And because when I'm really depressed, no one hears from me. Sure. Even the kids now. And right. even if they call, I won't answer the phone because usually I'm just asleep and right. dead to the world. Well, but so I will return their calls when I see that they call. Will, but yeah. everybody else, screw them. But Vanessa and Zoe sure. are always, I will always get their calls. So home. this is where mm-hmm. the first kind of real interaction I've had with it, you know, obviously, um, like the first and it's disturbing to be around i'm sure uh, it, <laughs> especially the depression i was know? gonna say most of that really doesn't actually like bother me like yeah. i i don't try to get too deep into the waters and try to like say oh well you should or you shouldn't right um you like I, i'm sure you've figured out at this point with me as a person i'm not super judgmental no you're very accepting of people well <laughs> it's i mean because you yes because but... <laughs> at, this, at this point you know that i've i've i, I know really you're not faking worked. it yeah, 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 yeah. You know there's no question it. yeah and and i have i own my illness you know right. i and i do everything i can to manage it i have a therapist i see every week right and that was about seven years ago Seven years ago, I had been off my medication for a few years because okay. most most people with mental illness, this is depression, schizophrenic, bipolar. Take your pick, right? They have a hard time accepting the fact that they have this lifelong thing, mm-hmm. especially with their brain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for and sure. it means that your brain just doesn't have yeah, the right firing mechanisms going right. on. And it's nothing that you can do anything about. Sure. But there are ways to manage it and live somewhat of a normal life like the rest of the planet right um and that's hard for people to accept to accept especially men and young okay. people uh and they don't like to they don't i was 33 when i was diagnosed okay but when i learned about my illness and it took a few years you know researching right this to actually at first i was get like get a good understanding fuck? you know i can deal with right. this on my own right um I look back at my life. I'm like, oh my god! I see from the age of 11 mm-hmm. how Where my that life was, was up and down, yeah. and up and down, and and all these things that I did. That oh my god! I can see where I was really manic, or, and these depressive episodes that I would go through were just you know just kind of accepted. So, and, and that <clears throat> becomes the entire thing. You know, when when you talk about you know manic depressive, and we'll just kind of narrow into that one for a half second here. Um, you know. Uh, Vanessa and I obviously um, took guardianship of Zoe for a little while right. just to you know help her get to school and do all that kind of stuff right because there were some struggles that happened well that was the year that <laughs> hmm. that was the year the drunk Mexican changed my life then <laughs> I don't think I know this story. This, this story starts with I was I was you guys were out of town or something and I was keeping uh, Layla over at my boyfriend's house okay. Nick right in the backyard so I was going to feed her I must have been Afghanistan at the time. Okay, maybe you were, but either way, I yeah. was dog sitting Layla. Yeah, because at... Vanessa got uh, worked on the guardianship thing while I was gone. Yeah, like I, see, I was see, I thought it was when you were back. Oh no, she did that. I was because I was here. thinking when I listened to the podcast, I'm like, was that yeah. then? Because when yeah, that, I wasn't around because I time. was living in Doctor Setzer's uh, parents' house. Okay. When the guardianship. Uh, yeah. Thing, so that would I have been that. probably the same time frame because that like. Was, but no, Zoe was there for about a, almost a year, I think. Okay. She, uh, I like how I remember it. you guys it. are still living in the apartment. 
Right. Before you went, when you went to Afghanistan, uh, right? Not quite. No, no, no. Okay. So when I was getting ready to go to Afghanistan, Vanessa started her seizure situation. Right. And she moved back with that. her dad. Right. And she was doing that. And then I went to do the Afghan thing. Okay, so she and was, then, was in my Well, and then. then her and Zoe moved into the apartment together okay, after getting they moved guardianship into the while I was gone. Because I didn't sign the guardian papers until I was in Dr. Setzer's So house. that's probably about the same time frame. Because so. whenever I showed back up at the house, after I just always all remember you guys living in Owasso. That's like, sure. You know. No, we lived it. We lived it. <laughs> Memorial or but whatever. I remember you lived Mingo. in the apartment for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. She. Uh, that. Whenever we moved back. Whenever I came back home, it was like Zoe and Vanessa, and they painted the walls purple and oh, orange. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they so were doing really cool little paintings. That's while I, I was I gone. Vanessa's yeah, yeah. Okay. So that, that's when all of that went down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyways, what I was going to say, though, is that... Um, you know, the reason for all of that kind of initially was that, you know, there was a little bit of a struggle for Zoe to make it to school because, like, when well, you were manic, tell, you were uh, fine. But when, when you I were depressed, depressed, she I was just... Not. And, uh, yeah. and this is how the story goes. So okay, I, right. So, so I'm going I, down the other side 11th yeah. Street, chilling down to go take care of Layla. And on my way back, I'm talking to my friend, mm-hmm. um, Gina, and we're just... And then all of a sudden, bam! And this thing is in my face, which was my... You know, the thing that blows in your face. What the? I actually have no idea what thing, you're talking about right the now. The thing that keeps you from being hit, impact. You know, the blow up. Your thing. your uh fucking uh, your, air your your, your, your air uh, thing. You talking about in the car? <laughs> yeah, in the car. Oh, so you got you got tied to the airbags. Yeah, the airbags. Yeah. Oh airbags is this blue. Is a, this is another vibe. You know, mental thing is my my thoughts just stop sometimes. Right, right, and I sure. Can't get words. So okay. So, so let's my make airbags sure I in my my I you know all of a sudden the airbags in my face and my car is spinning. I'm like, what the hell happened? So I get the car to stop spinning. Sure. And I'm like, I guess we've been hit. And I get out and my car is just caved in on the passenger side my okay. friend's arm is has been ga- is gashed open and i hear this and down the about a block and a half down the road this car flips over oh shit and so people, i have no idea i've never heard you, this and story so people are driving by and i don't even think i had a i think i had a cell phone then um, and so we call nine one one, and and then and there just happens to be a news car, uh, like a channel six or channel two news car going by, and they stop and like, do you mind if we film this? And I'm like, uh, sure. What? I mean, I'm just yeah. dazed. I'm like, what the hell happened? So the police come, and it was an illegal Mexican driving somebody sure. else's car. Okay. And his car was flipped over. And I walk over there, and I'm like, my car is fucked. It's yeah, not. I can't. Sure. I can't limp it home. It's right, it's right. done. They're yeah. like, well, where do you want your car towed? I'm like, uh, and I just say, Baron and Hart. <laughs> right. You just <laughs> because I only have something. liability insurance. Sure. I mean, like, this is the end of my car. Um. So my friend, she's all fucked up, and um, I don't even know how she got home. I don't even know how she got home because I, oh, I guess Nick, I called my boyfriend at the time and tell him what happened. And he comes and gets me. He must have given her a ride too because we were living in the same apartment complex. Right. And the police come and the fire tree, this fire truck comes and stuff. But this guy, they take him to the to the hospital, and there's all these twenty dollar bills all over the car in his what? car. All these twenty dollar bills are in the car, but his car's upside down. And I'm like, "Hey, man, can we crawl in there and get the money?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and 
the guy's like, no. I said, well, somebody's going to get that cash. Might as well be me because I'm not getting shit from that guy. I can tell you right. that. Right. He, he just hit me with yeah. the fucking car. It's not his. I said, like, yeah. And, the, and there's like all these $20 bills. But, so I don't even remember what his name was, but he probably got sewn up and they probably took him to, sure. to the jail. Yeah, and yeah he for got, sure. But he had didn't have any ID. He had some kind of a Mexican card with his name on it. So that way, um, that was the, that. So okay. the following week, right? When when Zoe's dad went to prison, okay, right, right, about right. a month prior. Yeah, that was two thousand like ten or twelve or something. Two thousand ten, nine or ten. Yeah, but, somewhere but I, in that all range. All this I think yeah. happened in two thousand ten because okay. I had just met my boyfriend and who was a really nice guy. And, sure. Um. So. The only way I could make a living, oh God, I hate to admit this, <laughs> hey, was to sell my prescription medication, which were um, opiates. Um, right. And I was not part of the opiate, the opiate epidemic because of, there's a whole story on that that I can tell you. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that was the only way I could make a living. But I also had, you know, really bad chronic pain from right. uh, when I broke my neck and shit years before that so in car I, I was gonna say I've, I've heard a little bit about yeah, that one that um, was, I, was I, a, I don't know the story of it but like I'll, breaking a neck is it's pretty it was really bad yeah I broke my neck and my pelvis and oh, I was in the hospital from fuck. October 13th to January the 6th so I spent yeah. an entire holiday season in yeah. Hillcrest on the ninth floor. Not but, just a holiday season, but, but a pelvis. Uh, a yeah. pelvis by itself is insane. A oh, neck the, added to it. God, the, the pain damn. is just like. Wow. I've heard that before. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just like, oh my god. But um, so we'll get into that story. That's yeah, a whole another time. Story. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that another but time. It's, yeah. all, it's all part of the whole. But anyway, so so the drunk Mexican hits me. So that next week. I go to the doctor, and the feds have busted my doctor. The fourth doctor in a row to be busted by the feds. Okay, so is it for the opioids for, or what? For, the, for my uh, pain medication. Okay, right. Um, so I'm like, motherfucker, really? And he was the biggest jerk, I figure, of all the doctors. He would have impeccable records. Right, yeah. You know, because he seemed so strict and by the book. And, and I had plenty of records to support the reason why I should be on these medications. Sure. But I... I guess a lot of doctors don't keep good records. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, so that ended yeah, my income. Anywhere. So my income ends, and, and that's how I was paying our rent and, sure, and everything. Sure. And, yeah. um, because I was like, uh, what do I do now when Jay went to prison? Right. So so I, the drunk Mexican hits me, I lose my car. A week later, I lose my job, basically, as I call it. Right. That was sure, fair enough. Yeah. The third week, my boyfriend loses his job. Oh, shit. And then in November, the following month, I get evicted because I can't pay rent. So my boyfriend. Is that. You got evicted while you were in the hospital again? Oh, no, no that was no, the previous time you were no, in the hospital for two, in, three months. I was in the hospital when. In the in 90. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. When so, I broke my neck. This was so, in 2010. Okay, so with so, this <laughs> one, did you have any. Did you stay in the hospital or I anything? I wasn't in the hospital. Okay, no, I, okay. I went home. Oh, after the car wreck? Yeah. I went home. I went home. Gotcha. And, um, and then I found out that liability insurance doesn't cover your passenger's injuries. I did not know I that. I did not know that either holy shit <laughs> i'm like what the hell and okay I, and so my passenger who was a massage therapist oh, couldn't shit. work yeah because her arm was fucked up it was she, she had a big laceration in her uh in her arm and her shoulder was all fucked up and she couldn't work for like a month i believe and it. i felt yeah. so bad but during that time my boyfriend and i broke up so drunk mexican hits me 
um, lose job, lose, lose my jo- job, lose my get job. Up. Yeah. Then um, we break up. He loses his job, and then I get evicted, and I have to move in with him because I have nowhere to move into. Yeah, right. And i my shit is literally on the sidewalk at where you know because i wait had to wait till last minute because there's i had no one to help me move my mom sure. and my stepdad show up to help move my boyfriend takes off to start coffee for everyone and doesn't move anything my friend dave shows up and right. i had just met dave and he was helping me with a neighbor's house that i was helping them sure take care of an abatement issue so while i was losing my home i was helping someone else keep theirs Right. If, if that's not, I'm just such a nice person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how it works sometimes, right? I mean, right? you know, and uh, and I was doing all this volunteer. You know, I didn't want anything, sure. and that was so funny because that family was like, "Well, no one does anything for free." I'm like, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm here to help. I'm just here right. to help because I want right. somebody to do that for me when I'm old. You know, so there's... so all that happens. So Zoe yeah. and I move into Nick's. And she's doing her best. I'm taking his car to get her to school every day. Mm-hmm. We're using his car, and, and right. he's living at one end of the house, and we're living at the other. And I just sink into a depression that I just I just go to yeah, bed, it deep, and it's right. all I can do to get her to school and feed her, and just I just cannot right. mother her. And one day she's just you know, and so she goes and spends the weekend with Vanessa, and she comes home, and the three of the two of them are like, "We need to talk." I'm like, "Oh no, this isn't going to be good," <laughs> you know, because sure. when, when when either one of them says, "Mom, I need to talk," I'm like, "Oh shit," or I need like, to ask you something. I'm like, "Oh right. no, this isn't going to." Sure, it's, sure. But most of the time it isn't. But but either way, Zoe was like, "Mom, I love you." And I can handle your depression, but right. I can't handle your depression and this. And she meant living in a place where she didn't feel welcome. Sure. Living in yeah, it's hard. without without me having reliable transportation, without having right. the stuff that we had before that kept her life fairly normal. Yes. Um and um and so as much as it hurt me mm-hmm. to have to give that up i'm like okay go stay with your sister and vanessa's like you know you can you know everything will be fine and i'm like no everything won't be fine and right so that just made me even more depressed when the day Mm. that they came to move her stuff sure oh you know ow i was just like i just oh god i went to bed for about a month i think right right but um you know and then as i could i would get over there to visit sure. with Zoe and hang out and, and do, I did the best that I could with how limited I was on my resources right. and my, um, so, I mean, looking back on it though, I mean, obviously in the moment it's it was rough. the right, but it was the best thing because right. to, I've known women, you know, who have, you know, been in similar situations where they had to move, they, they were homeless or, or something sure. happened and they just lugged their kids around and their kids ended up, severely affected you know mm-hmm. the kids end up pregnant and i'm dr- and doing shitty right. shit and zoe is doing extremely well yeah and like <laughs> i know, always use zoe as a really interesting she has example. overcome so yeah. many obstacles you know and it's not just that she she's overcome them and like you know but I, she's I, I would love person. to say that you know myself or vanessa or you had any kind of uh, impact on it one way or the other mm-hmm. but like some people have force of will 
And she Zoe does. is one of those people. She does, but it took a yeah. village to raise that kid. Yeah, yeah An for entire sure. village, the Yolmazas, yeah. you, my mom. My mom did a wonderful right. job in her early you know, years. But she, <laughs> she, she very well figured out what she's going to do and what she's not yeah. going to do. Yeah. And, like, and once and she figured it out, she fucking ran with it. Yeah, you know, And did. that's what's fantastic about some people have that force of will that's just like, I'm going to do this. And, yeah. and she did it. Well, she... and. You know, she's had lots of times where she didn't know what she wanted to do. Oh, for but sure. Because but of, understandably, but like, like the year that she decided she wanted to become a researcher, mm-hmm. she was trying to, she had to declare a major, you know, it was her sure. second year. And she's like, there some of these things, uh, right. there were some uh, research things coming up. And she's like, should I do this? You get paid to do it. I'm like, hey, if you get paid to do it, do it, you know, I mean, right, maybe right. you'll figure something out, but just go for it. So she got accepted into this one place. And um, down in Houston, mm-hmm. and and she just fell in love with research, and she had never sure. thought of anything in yeah, science. She's wanting to be a dental. Um, she was wanting to be an oncologist for the longest. Uh, yeah, time. yeah, and then she and switched then over she, to dental. Then she just research. Period. She just loves yeah. research. She's like is solving mysteries every day. And, right. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> But so, see, that's that's the entire she's, thing. She's like been super focused on that and hasn't let anything get in her way. Right. Um. And she's having issues in her life that are from her not having a relationship with her father and stuff but she and i have a very good relationship we communicate with each other Mm. very very well both girls and i do and because when you're manic a lot of times you can have hallucinations or you get sent a lot of paranoia i didn't know that Terrible paranoia. So let me let me just take a second and clarify, though. Um, So when you say you have um, hallucinations or paranoia, Mm -hmm. um, and you were talking about earlier how people will confuse that with like schizophrenia, yeah. um, You know, directly I can correlate those two, but when you're saying uh, they're not the same thing, where is that line at? Well, I think with schizophrenics, they to in their mind it is real i know it is not real okay but it seems so real right that it's it like is real. vivid but you're like this is bullshit yeah but but your brain still is feeding you all the information okay. that this is what's being this is what is going on right and yeah. so you're fighting this but i don't think it i but it sounds right. you're hearing and seeing exactly what you're hearing and seeing okay and so but um so but schizophrenics have a lot of like with bipolar disorder and mania well mania a lot of times is very similar to schizophrenia okay uh, when it comes into hallucinations auditory visual right and the paranoia the super paranoia like i'll think somebody's talking about me you know sure and so the girls a lot of times like if I'm in the back seat or something and they're talking, which I'll be like, are you guys right. talking about me? And they're like, no, mom. Are you mad at me? No, mom. If we were, we would tell you. Sure. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I'm right, fine. Right. Yes. And, yeah. You know, because the whole understanding is if, hey, and I tell all the people close to me when, when I let them know I'm bipolar, I'm like, if I ever say mm-hmm. anything or do anything to offend you or upset you, tell me immediately. Right. Don't tell me a week or two later because I'm not going to remember yeah. it. And not only will you not remember it, but there's a good chance that you will start to dwell on it because you can't and, I'll, and, and I'll it, become, worry. it creates yeah, a cycle. And so if right. I, but if I can do something about it, because when I'm manic, 
as my girls call it, my filter isn't always on. Sure, okay. <laughs> and I say lots of inappropriate things, like my what I think is funny, most people don't think is funny. Right, yeah. right. Your I'm sense like, of humor I'm like, changes, I'm like, right? You, and I, I, and I yeah. really don't understand why it isn't sure. funny to anybody else, or okay. well, what's inappropriate about that, you know? But, right. But I'll be like, okay, well, if you're telling me, then I trust that it's inappropriate. Okay. And then when I'm not manic, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh, I can understand why that would be inappropriate. I, I see how that could happen, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, yeah, I just, but, so now I avoid, when I'm really manic, I will avoid certain, a lot of social situations. Okay. Just like when I'm depressed, I don't, so, I avoid everything. But. I mean, from the outside, obviously, um, I can I can see being manic means that, like, I am energized, I am awake, and, you know, Rapid thoughts, like, like you just said earlier tonight, you said my brain is just, like, on right now. Yeah, it's firing. From a a conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had an hour-long conversation. Tons of ideas just going bam, 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 lots of thoughts just racing, racing. And it's not even, like, I want to do something. No, you're good. (laughs) It's not even that I want to do something conversation. It's just that when you get into a deep conversation with things and you're going down that rabbit hole and you're trying to dig your way back out, there's a little bit of adrenaline. There's a little bit of... Yeah, it kicks in of energy. Yeah, and it just becomes hard to like move past it. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't see how my therapist gets through a day. (laughs) (laughs) I've told her, I'm like, how do you take in all these this negative energy from people and all this shit and turn it off and not just, if I was a therapist, I'd be like, "Get the fuck over it!" Yeah, you know, <laughs> well, step but, out of it and slap that's people the thing, around. That's you the kind of therapist want somebody I would to be. tell that to you, though, right? Like, no, yeah, I right. wouldn't. She's right. she is wonderful. Her name is Dana Dodson. Is that and, uh, <laughs> Vanessa's used Dana a couple times? Well, right? we've done we've done family therapy. That's what it was. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. And we do mm-hmm. family therapy. I've had my therapist sit with me and my friends. You sure, know, my friends sure. have met her, and um, she. I like I said earlier I was on meds before mm. you know I struggled with meds off and on and on and and then I just you know kept trying to manage my mental illness on my own right, for right, about right. 10 years okay um and and that was self-medication through drugs so sometimes. I was gonna say so with the self-medication thing like I understand um the general need like it, it's not complicated to understand that like when you're depressed something that's going to energize you is good or just kick you out of that negative right negative but whenever fog. you're you're really high up something that's going to slow you down is good right that's that's yeah generally, I really, yeah i usually wouldn't do much to do that that would just well i know off. i'm just but, saying but it's like generally like, that's how that works anything. let me take something to get me out of it right right um, right so with that in mind with the the current i don't want to get too like political i don't right. want to get too like opinionated on what other people to care. I, I don't care what most people think in reality. But I there don't either. <laughs> right. But there is that like, you know, um marijuana is a great example because it's now become legal to a um you know, they I'm just gonna put parentheses in air yeah. um for a, a medicinal point. I think it'll be legalized recreational very soon. Yeah. Um do you think you would have had a different impact if Let's say recreational was twenty five years ago. It's do you for think, marijuana? Yeah. If do you think opioids would have been as big of a deal as it is now? I, um, what you mean for me or anybody? I'm not on opioids. No, anymore. no, no. I'm not saying but, you are anymore. Oh, for, oh, for people that are yeah, on opioids 25 now. Twenty five years ago. I don't think that for me personally, marijuana has never done anything for my pain. It actually okay. enhanced the pain. Really? Yes. This is the first time I've heard <laughs> really? anybody say that. It, yeah. it would enhance. Like if if I hurt and I've smoked marijuana, mm-hmm. I could just 
concentrate on where I was hurting, you know, and it just felt like so, I was hurting more. Do you think it's because like, and I, I and, think there's that, two basic I'm not types, like most right? People. There's I don't indica get and whatever. Sativa. Um, sativa. And I keep calling it stevia. Stevia. What's funny <laughs> is that we did a podcast in my other one with uh, some bud tenders and, and like that's exactly what one person said. Like, okay, so you're you're doing stevia. And like, yeah, so sativa and indica. Um, you know, do you think it's a difference in that specifically that's enhanced it, or do you think it's? Um, I don't know. I don't know that no? much about marijuana. I just know okay. that when I've smoked marijuana, and that was back when you could get really good marijuana. Sure. You know, not crap. Um, but I've always. Oh, there's only one reason I like to smoke marijuana, and that's sure. for making love. You know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, it doesn't help my anxiety. It doesn't help my pain. It doesn't help me. It just makes me want to fall asleep, and usually it just makes me lay down but not fall right. asleep. But it's great for sex, you know. Okay. But that hasn't so, happened in a long time, so. <laughs> sure, sure. So but the question I would ask: If I then, could have had recreational other street drugs, maybe. But but the street drugs, the problem with that is that they maybe get you out of the depression. But then, like I said, I might be out in orbit. For right, a long right. Time. You might go anywhere. Or they might get you a little bit out of the depression, but then you crash down, and so. Right. So Dana, so the, I did these years of trying to self-medicate yeah. and trying to right, right. trying to just get by in the world, right? And um, trying to balance. And I was homeless, you know, for a while, uh, sort of homeless, I, like couch surfing, right? And then my dear, 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 dear friend, my longtime friend, Doctor Setzer, uh, mm-hmm. had. Um, let me move into his parents' place. They had right. passed. And you mentioned was, that earlier. Was just yeah, sitting there, and he's like, well, "Yeah, just go stay dead, there." And I'm right. like, "What? Really?" Sure. And he let me live there for two years, rent free. I think just I remember as this a, place as a yeah, caretaker. Yeah. Right. It was about 31st and Yale. Yes, yeah, yeah, neighborhood. Yep. Mm-hmm. They were. They had a membership to the neighborhood pool, so we sure. got Zoe and Alex loved it, and that's where Zoe and I began our relation, building our relationship right. back. Right. And it took me a year of not missing a damn game that I said I'd be at. Not missing sure. if I said I was going to pick her up from school and I, I, I made sure I was there. I don't care if mm-hmm. I had to take a it's taxi. It's a rebuilding of trust. Yeah, yeah, it was. It took a full year before I got a full-on hug from that kid. Okay. And, and that was just like, oh, so awesome when she finally did that. But yeah. Sure. Um, and it was at his house there. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I forgot where we were going with this. Well, I mean, like we can we can stick back to the Zoe thing, you know, Zoe. I guess um, we were just talking about Zoe. Who I spoke uh, to. There. I mean, we weren't specifically. I don't think we had See, a target. And this, this is, is what's cool. This like, what I told you. Like, like we when don't I'm, have when a target I'm manic, here. I can go off in all kinds of different directions sure. and then go back to the same thing. Like Vanessa earlier, we were talking and mm-hmm. and, and she's like, I said something about I forgot what it was, but she's like, what What are you talking about? I said. We were just talking. She's like, no, we were talking about that like five, seven subjects ago. I don't know. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm bipolar. That's, I can keep up right, with myself. Right. I, said, I know what I was like, talking about. She's like, I know about, what yeah. I know, but I can't keep up with you all the time. And sure. She's yeah. got, I've got kids to take care of. Shit, right? Fair. <laughs> poor thing. God, um, she's such a good mom. I know. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, and, and I, she, you know, and so so back to Vanessa, you know, yeah. with with her being 13 and mom is Oh, yeah. That's hospital. where you're at nine miles ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. With me being in and out of the hospital and not being married to a very stable individual at sure. the time and um she went to go live with her father right when she was mm-hmm. uh 14 okay um and so because 
and because I lost my house. <laughs> right, right. And uh, gosh, I sound like I can't keep a home, don't I? Um, uh, no, but I had fine. had the same house for, you know, 12 years. And but this illness, it just kills you. You know, and I didn't yeah. I was married, but not to anybody who could pick up. The, right. who could take the ball and carry it right while i was this you know the the right. in, in sickness and health part he like kind of forgot that part <laughs> well i mean so it, it is difficult and I, mm-hmm. I, I i don't say that yeah when you've got a spouse who can't work right. again and, and yeah and, every know, every relationship is is very uh <laughs> unique and individual mm-hmm. like you know vanessa is a stay-at-home mom which you know i always make the joke out there that well, i was um, a stay-at-home mom with both my kids sure yeah they started school too, well with which... with being a restaurant manager you know mm-hmm. i work a ridiculous number of hours right. so i always make the joke that she's basically a single mother where i just leave my stuff at her house yeah <laughs> right like that's a You're literally just a boyfriend kind of yeah kind of <laughs> like i don't i don't really You're contribute much like i'll cook food <laughs> when I make it home yeah. one day a week, like it's fine. Um, but other than that, she she handles everything, you know. So there's always that like different dynamic than what everybody else has. Like we have a dynamic, you guys have a yeah. dynamic, whatever. But whenever it comes back to like recognizing now in the past, yeah, it sounds terrible, but it's not the same thing as actually living it. Right. Living it is bad, but yeah. the guy I never wanted to have kids with him in the first place, okay. but I and I didn't miss one damn pill. Sure, so it, I mean some, one magical Memorial Day I was weekend. Say, I got pregnant. Not, yeah, they're not. 100%. I was that two percent. I also caffeine doesn't make me uh, jittery. Benadryl doesn't make me sleepy. Um, ibuprofen doesn't help with my pain. You know, lots of things that help most people don't do me or so, don't affect me that same. A way. lot of times, and and this is just uh, I don't I don't know. Um, the science behind it, but like you're a natural redhead, right? I am, yes, Ish, but I am. Mostly. It, I started going gray sure. when I was 20. <laughs> no, I have pictures when I was a kid right, right, of right. being carrot top in the summertime. Yes, correct. So when, so, I, when I had that car accident, I started going gray. Okay. And I've, I, I refused to be gray. Sure, sure. Um, well, so until I'm say, a full head gray, I'm going to you know, color my hair. We have uh, a lot of friends that are. Um, you know, I'm going to be the rude term, ginger. Yeah. Um, that that a redhead. But, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know for a while that drugs, uh, take your pick of whichever kind, don't affect That's what normal Vanessa people the same me. way. Yeah, That's she told well, me that as and, well. Drugs Maybe affect, she's lying, I don't know. But drugs, she told us both I'm a, that. I'm a, vet, I'm a veterinary nurse, and I work right. in veterinary medicine, and drugs affect everyone differently. For sure. That's the yeah. problem. when, And that's the problem And in, when, with mental health issues. It's a real problem because you have to keep trying mm-hmm. different shit to find something that works. Right. You try to find and the, the And most yeah. people give up. And I had given up trying to find something to work. Right. And um, so and so I tried years of self-medication and then just not doing anything and just mm-hmm. trying to find ways to live with it. And one day, I was at Dr. Setzer's house and my great friend David was there. Mm-hmm. And I was just... I don't know what it was or what I was upset about, but I just looked at him and I just screamed, what I've been doing hasn't been working, so I've got to do something different. And I went and I got this card out that I've been, had my purse for a year and it was Dana Dodson's card. Sure. And on the back it said, everyone needs a little help sometimes. Absolutely. And so I called her and I said, yeah, do you take Sooner Care? And she's like, yes. And, and I just like started bawling. And, right, like I and, might have help. And this I'm like, I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. And I just told her basically what was going on, mm-hmm. you know, about being bipolar, blah, blah. 
And she actually um, was a teacher who turned therapist. Okay, that's and, interesting. Um, she was um, doing. She they would go and see kids throughout the Tulsa schools. Okay. Know, every week, and and uh, she was at Zoe's school, and that's where I got the little card was from at Zoe's school. Interesting. And so, and and then I asked her. I said, "So where's your office at?" And she's like, "Well, I come to you." And I'm like, "What? Fantastic! She's like, Fuck yeah! I, I, yeah, I come to you. I think it's best to visit people in their own environment." And right. I'm like, well, yeah, that because... solves about five of my problems. <laughs> well, and, and there's the anxiety of <laughs> the going anxiety to of trying to get of getting up place, when you're depressed, getting, getting to dressed, a new place. getting yeah. to, getting a ride because I still didn't have a car. Yeah, I'm and then the depressed. office feels weird. Yeah, and trying yeah. to just and then mm-hmm. they don't have any idea of what your environment is like. Right. And plus, I had become very agoraphobic. So getting out, agoraphobic, where uh, you just don't go out space, though, right? Agor—that's like a, a fear of open spaces. A fear of, I think, it's fear of getting out in public. It like, might be like, the same thing, like leaving yeah. your home, leaving your right, little right, right. tiny, you know, place. Okay, yeah, I think that's. I think it's the same term. Yeah, yeah. I I've never heard of it put that way, but I just would stay indoors unless sure. I had to go to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. Or I had to go do something. I hadn't had my hair cut in years, and I was always a stickler on having my hair. Looking. Sure. I hadn't bought any new clothes. I hadn't done anything in like four or five years. Right. Um, about my how my appearance, and I wasn't eating well or doing anything mm-hmm. good for myself. Um, but um, and <laughs> except working on my relationship with Zoe at the time. Sure. <laughs> but so um, let's transition. So, so Dana, Go I ahead. start seeing Dana. And she t- convinces me to start seeing a psychiatrist again. Okay. And I was like, no, 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 no. Because psychiatrists are people that think they know everything. Right. You know? And, and they it's like just, a dirty word. And like with medications, they just think that everybody fits into this little box of right. that these studies say. But there's a good group of people that don't fit into that box. For and sure. And getting a, a doctor to understand that is impossible and not right. everything works for everybody and with bipolar disorder as one psychiatrist told me it's a moving target illness you're oh, not treating sure. you're not just yeah. treating one thing you're treating two things and i'm a rapid right. cycler which means oh, shit. i yeah. can go through my i can go from depression to mania hours in, in hours in yeah. a day i'll go i mm-hmm. can and that's called mixed mood <laughs> heard so it's a very complicated mental illness oh, for sure. and then there's bipolar 1 and bipolar 2 okay one has more mania one has more depression oh shit and i feel like i have about a good balance of both but um, I mean, so... I, I would say it's good or bad, <laughs> but like if you have a balance, like hopefully there's rest in between. There the, is yeah, some. It's you know. brief, but about every yeah. week I'll have one day, at least one day where I'm just down for okay. the whole day and right. I'm in bed. And then I'll have a couple of days where I'm just up for a couple of days. But the right. rest of it's just kind of eh, back and know, forth. Little, little, well, what little I was going to say is like, let's transition a little bit because we've talked, you know, uh, generally about... 15 to 10 to 15 years ago yeah. <laughs> is generally where we've been hanging out in, right, in the conversation. Uh, it, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the, the more recent times. So, you know, have you been able to get it more under control or? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, about, let's see, this is 2019. I was going to say 12. <laughs> <laughs> Close, enough, yeah. Close enough. Yeah. So about, Five years ago, um, Dana um, mm-hmm. got me to see a wonderful psychiatrist named Dr. Shaded. Okay. And he was like, 
absolutely. Less is more, which was a great thing to hear mm-hmm. because what they want to do to bipolars is dope them up. Right, right, They want to right, give right. you a bunch of if shit you can that feel makes nothing, you feel it's nothing. Than, right, yeah. And you get fat. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was on antipsychotics <laughs> that made me product, crave. Right. I craved little Debbie snack cakes. <laughs> I gained like 30 Fair. pounds. All and right. who wants to be depressed and overweight? Right, and, right. You know, yeah, I get that. You can't get then. Then you're super screwed, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so um, that was my experience with medication. It's sure. Just the the zombie ish. I've had I had friends be like, "You got to get off what you're on because you're just like a zombie." I'm like, "Huh?" You know. Like sure. So he got me on a combination that was uh, it was okay, but and he's like, you know. It, you're about as good as you're going to get. And then when you okay. looked at me even having a little ADHD um, okay. and trying some meds with that and never got very far because my insurance ended because oh. Zoe turned 18. Damn it. So then I was like, oh, what am I going to do? So I went to Family and Children's Services, which sure. they were fine with what he was had prescribing. He was prescribing Xanax also for anxiety sure. and Ambien for sleep. Okay. Because he, as he said, sleep is very important for bipolar. So I'm like, Absolutely. yes, it is. You have to get rest. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have rest. The brain needs to sleep. Right. And so... Not just sleep. The and, brain needs to... Um, it needs to regenerate, and well, you so need to dream. You there was need to have there was all a those. study actually that happened uh, maybe about a year ago or less that it turns out when when you actually get sleep, like actual sleep, not just rest, mm-hmm. um, your brain uh, is flushed with different fluids right. that actually clean crap out. Right, and mm- it tells us the other systems to get to clean and regenerate. Right, right. In it's your body. literally a reset button yeah. for getting crap out of like, and it's not just when I say crap. Like, stagnant water is still stagnant water, right. whether it's in the brain or whether it's in a pond. Stagnant or water, blood, stagnant or, water. Yeah, whatever yeah, it may wherever. be. Yeah. Um. So it, it is super important to get decent rest mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah because the people who don't get enough sleep have weight issues everything they yeah. have skin disorder you have because it's, your brain's not telling everything else to, to clean like, out yeah. and, and rest yeah and, like we're good for the day go the, home like yeah. if i've been up for about three days i get very sore and achy all over really and okay it's because i haven't rested yeah you know but um, so I went to Family and Children's, and I was not expecting them to continue my Ambien and my um, Xanax because they, I had always heard, well, they don't do controls. Sure. Well, but they were like, oh, your dosage is just fine. We don't have any problem continuing. Right. I'm like, thank God. Yeah. And the doctor there, she's like, I want to get you on Latuda. Latuda? Latuda. I, I don't think I've new, heard of that one yet. I, I'm sure everyone's seen this commercial of this uh. woman canoeing with her family and that sounds like every other you know, commercial just, just, right just, it, was, it was just like a, a wonderful little dreamy commercial for and it was for bipolar depression but what latuda does is it treats it's only been fda approved for bipolar depression but it treats the mania and the depression Interesting. that is one pill a day compared to a few right right and compared to a, a couple of dep- antidepressants right. and a mood stabilizer. Sure, it's, and, it's if you can take a little bit off both sides is better. Yeah, than, if yeah. you, and, I mean, one pill compared to a few. Sure, is a dream. So I started the Latuda. Oh, but I have a funny thing on on one. Shoot. But when I started with them, I didn't get on the Latuda right away. They kept me on the Wellbutrin and the Cymbalta, and they didn't have Abilify, which is mood stabilizer. Sure. stabilizer, but they had a Rexalti. Okay. And Rexalti, one of the side, um, one mm-hmm. of the side um, effects is may increase libido. Okay. 
All right. And so it you're did. like, I got to find anything <laughs> and like, at this point. And, and, yeah. yeah. And I, it was like my poor boyfriend, uh, you know, I was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, what are you he's doing? Like, he's hey, like, hey, he's hey, like hey, you were hey, like a 16 year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, if this is what poor boys feel like, because it was like, it was nothing psych. It was not emotional. It was just, I just got to have sex. I just got to have right. sex. Right. Yeah. And I, it was like, maybe this is what nymphos feel like when it's just sure. an, like, just got to do it. And it was like, oh my God. I, yeah. And it wasn't like. A really good thing because it was right. ir- it was like oh god it was like irritating to have that so impulse. I, I know? know a guy that that is you know an actual sex addict, right? And oh, I've read about that. that well, that it's not a real addiction. Addiction. Well, I read a study on that. Well, it's kind of back and forth. Yeah, yeah it, it's still the same kind of thing. But like, he has those impulses. If you don't get rid of the impulse, like you get. Not just like irritable, but like you get into a really shitty mood up to the point of like, listen, I would rather kill somebody right now, uh-huh. kind of thing, you know. So it's it's so not. Does he have skin on his penis? I mean, I have no idea. Sure, let's go with that. Um, he actually uh, went to jail uh, for a little while because uh, wow. he had to let loose in a parking lot and somebody saw him. Oh no! Yeah, and, and he it, got a ticket for that. Uh, he got to jail for that. Wow. Yeah. But it's not like he wasn't like trying to do that like voyeur. He was like, just I'm trying show to people, like whatever. It was just he like he should have gone to a bathroom at QT sure. like everybody else. <laughs> That's where people go to shoot up, jack I mean, they off, do have everything. sex, everything. Yeah, 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 everything. QT don't sue us. Um, QT's got a lot of DNA running around right, in it. I for real. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, moving back to the original point. <laughs> so with with everything that you had um, when you switched over, and it took a little while, obviously, to get get balanced back out on the new setup or whatever. And I switched over to yeah to what uh, when when you <laughs> left uh, from one the doctor what they had and they didn't have everything. Oh yeah, to Family Children's and right, I got right, right. To, and I and I got uh, on the Latuda. Yeah. Um, that was like the first time that I ever felt like something was doing something okay so you actually got a response i actually felt wow i think i'm feeling better but i didn't say anything but when my the people around me were like you know you seem like you're feeling better at my Mm -hmm. doctor setzer because i had gone to back to work okay to help him Mm -hmm. he had a doctor walk out with his staff on on him oh shit and he was going to be going to work the next day by himself i'm like well dude i'll help you out you're right right yeah you've helped me i'll I'll work out for i'll work for free he's like no i'll pay you so about the second week of helping Mm -hmm. i'm like hey he's like do you want a permanent job i'm like Oh my God! I don't know. I don't. I right. would hate to it's commit to something that, that I situation. can't. Yeah. That I can't do. But he was like, "Well, you know, we'll just work around it." And I didn't realize yeah. how limited I was. And this was right. on medication. But yeah. then, but the Latuda, he noticed it, and the office manager noticed it. People were like, "Yeah, you, you seem like you're feeling right. a lot better." I'm like. I actually am, you know. Yeah, and I like, told the doctor, yeah. "I'm like, I think this shit's doing something." And um, so, but then. The, this new guy that, uh, and I found out later on through um, Crossroads, through the, the lady mm-hmm. Crossroads, that Family Children's got a new grant. Okay. And the people who gave the grant said, "We don't want you prescribing controls anymore." Okay. Which I don't understand how people who aren't doctors can tell doctors how right, what to do. Right, 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 right. But but we do that. That's our how current, this that's what, yeah. That's how our government works. These right. too, you know, it says, "Hey, doctors, we don't, we're not doctors, but you can't do these things." Right. Um. 
So I was still on Xanax and Ambien, and the new doctor's like, well, I can't prescribe those anymore. And I'm like, well, sure. why not? And he's like, well, I just can't. I'm like, well, the policy doesn't say that, you know. Right, and right, right. So the choice he's so making. So he and I kind for, of yeah. were having, we were, it was like confrontational. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm like, well, if they're, if, because... They should have made sure that the people who were on controls got to doctors who could continue their, their medications because right. like I told him, I said, I've been doing this over 20 years. I don't want to go back right. and try Vistaril for anxiety when it's an, anti-hist- an, an antihistamine. I know it's not going to help my anxiety. Right. My anxiety, you know, if I can push get the off button, it will keep me from going into mania, you know. Okay. And so, so let's let's take a half second into that. You know, okay. because um, Vanessa and I have we have discussed the fact that like I legitimately don't understand uh, anxiety, right? Like yeah, I don't have anxiety. At least you're if, so if, fortunate. <laughs> sure. I mean, I. But it, then I've never had like I've never been what they call dope sick. Like people who sure. take opiates and then they when they don't can't have them they get sick. I've right. never had that. Even all the time I was on opiates, I never got that. Right. So so like anxiety for me, like from the outside, like it's one of those things that you can just be like, oh yeah, you know, sure that, that makes sense, but it doesn't actually have a resonance to it. Uh Um, so what is it about describe anxiety for anybody that it feels may never have physically it. like you're on a roller coaster and that down feeling mm-hmm. when your stomach drops and that oh feel that lurching feeling it feels okay. like that physically and your heart's racing and you're sweating and you're shaking your mind starts to get foggy or racy right. or um confused and you just feel like you're going to die it feels like this sudden uncontrollable just panic and it'll, okay. it'll go and go and go and then it will stop and then with mine it'll go and go and go and it'll stop. it's just all day long up and down up and down up and down unless i can the way i do treat my anxiety is it, before i'm going to be in what i know is going to be a stressful situation for me mm-hmm. like having to take care of my grandchildren sure, you know, i you might can. take a half of a xanax yeah no i believe that <laughs> or Listen, before going to the fair i need one of those just <laughs> before, to come home before yeah. having to go to you know any situation that i think will trigger anxiety because it will keep me from having the anxiety and then probably as a right and see that's actually um the conversation i've had with vanessa like once you feel it it's too late once you feel it it's not too late if you have something like xanax or valium Mm. you know something that acts very quickly okay it's an off button sure and then it can stop it and hopefully by then you will have whatever situation caused the anxiety you'll have in control now i know a lot of my triggers a lot of people don't know what their triggers are and they suffer this anxiety without identifying their triggers. Sure. Um, and then a lot of times, like, I might wake up with anxiety, uh, you know, just so okay. there's really no knowing so, how, where it's coming from sometimes. I was going to say, so knowing your triggers and things like that, like, do you think it's maybe a dream or something that may have caused it? I don't it? know. Like, it, it had to have been something, because, but I will wake up and not know why. And I've, I've talked to a few people that have experienced, even my therapist said, that happened to me once. Okay. <laughs> you know, where she just woke up. And, See. So, and a lot of people think that they're having a heart attack. Okay. Oh, shit. Because your chest feels like it's just tight, tight, and, and, yeah. and it hurts, and and your breathing is very rapid, and and you know, and then you start to get feel tingly and numb, you know, all the symptoms of a heart attack. You yeah, know? and then you start getting all worried about it, and sometimes yeah. I think you can psych yourself into even more feelings, and 
So the anxiety can just build and build and build and build. Interesting, and, and yeah. And it's just a full-on panic attack. And so, um, so it's very real. Yeah. But a lot of people use that as a way to get medications just because they want to get high. Sure. And that shit pisses me off. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, like, my prescription lasts me, you know, two weeks longer than... Then it's, then, right. then I'm prescribed for it. Sure. And I never get high. I would love to know what that feels like to get high off my meds. <laughs> sure. But um, well, I mean, anything I only that you take, take too one, much I of. only need one at a time. Right. You know, not six or eight, what most people do. That's know? what I was going to say, is that anything you take too much of can get you high. Right. Like, it doesn't really matter what it is. Yeah, that's true. I think even, like, cinnamon or something can... I don't know about cinnamon. Or, I know caffeine can get you there. I know, like, Robitussin can get you there. I know... Uh, um, NyQuil, I guess. NyQuil People can get you there. That. Same idea, yeah. Because <laughs> it's got alcohol in it, I guess. Or... Yeah, any anything can get you there, but a lot of times it takes a whole, a whole lot, lot to get there. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot more than like what's reasonable to take. Yeah. You know, if it takes me, you know, two bottles of NyQuil to get yeah. feeling good, like people are, you need to it's, calm your shit down. It's gross what some people do. I mean, some, oh, yeah. some people will suck free on, you know, and kill I themselves. Know. They'll, they'll freeze their their lungs, you know. Well, it's not even just so free on. A... There's people that, like, literally huff paint thinner, yeah. and you're like, God I'm damn, just calm like, down. Really? Yeah. And it's only like a moment, you know, so. Well, and that that's one of those things that, again. And I've had that, like, through my life, I've had people say, oh, I want what you're on if I'm manic or something. Before sure. I knew I was bipolar. Right. And you're like, and I'm, I'm not like, on I'm anything. like, no, you don't want this shit. Yeah. This <laughs> right. Is, this is too much yeah. brain chemicals not working right. You don't sure, want to sure. be on this shit. So what do you think it, like, I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't have the experiences that you've had when it comes to. Uh, balancing out all these different emotions and different pieces of things. Somebody like me who is going into a situation, like I'll give you a great example. Um, I had a girl that worked for me for quite some time uh, who was, um, you know, basically, I mean, I'll give you the the exact situation. She was coming out of heroin for several years. She's mm-hmm. now, you know, on um, whatever drug it is that Methadone. actually... Is it just methadone? methadone? I wasn't sure it was or, methadone. Or um, buprenorphine, which I think is, it's uh, buprenorphine. Buprenorphine, yeah. Yeah, but either way, it's still... They're both opiates. Yeah, I was going to say, either way, it's basically heroin, but not. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there? Uh, you can have a legal de- drug dealing business. Right, you know? yeah, it you don't literally even have, is. You don't even have to be a, a doctor so, or a medical you know, person to have one of those clinics. We do the interview, and you know, she's wanting to be a server, and she's like, hey, listen, just a heads up, I've been clean, but I'm still doing this. I've been doing this for five years, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I also have, you know, and she was also a uh, manic depressive, uh, but with schizophrenia. Oh, wow. Um, with actual schizophrenia. Wow. Um, you know, and she was like, but I take these medicines, blah, 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 blah. You yeah. know, and I still hired her. The, yeah. the goal was not, you know, obviously I've had a little bit of experience with it. I understand where you're coming from. I'm not trying to exclude anybody. Um, but it did backfire, as yeah. you would expect. Right. You know, eventually, you know, something happens and right. doesn't take medicine for a couple of days and what have you, right. what have you, what have you. Um, so what advice do you give to somebody who is, like, new to the game, who's never had to deal with this? How, how do you um, handle it without being, like, overly well critical? And this, my my dear friend and boss, Mark Setzer, is a <laughs> shining example of this. Because sure. Because last November, my depression kicked my ass. Sure. And I just couldn't make it to work. And my job was very important that I, he's just like, just be there when you're scheduled. Please just be there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I can't 
give favorites to you, although I love you dearly. Right, right. It's it and still I'm has just, to be a and, business. And Michelle was like, Mich- you know, the office manager was like, well, I need a letter from your doctor that states that you're you know, have this issue. Sure. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, and I did that. But, you know, hey, if this person is fucking up the flow of things, what do you do? You right. Know? And I mean, so, there's still a business so, to be written, and right? They say, uh, and they're, and I looked all of this up, um, and the government um, asked employers to give a reasonable accommodation to people with disabilities. Sure. Now, for people with physical disabilities, if you make a ramp or you alter something for right, them, right. you can get money back from the government. <laughs> okay, right. People right. with mental disabilities, there's not much you can do. You can right. alter the schedule. You can get them to have some a, a helper, a coach, sure. or some something. Um, but most people for mental illness, there's nothing like there's bridges, you know, for people who have mentally, mentally, you know, challenge challenge thank you yeah i'm not very politically correct you're fine and they have a coach that goes in with them and helps them work and stuff right with people with mental illness they don't have that right um so well a lot of that is because like i don't think the government recognizes they they don't so people with with people with mental illness you know and no one wants to admit that someone's got a mental illness you know there's just so much stigma so so the best thing you can do is if this person says hey i've got this illness just believe them sure but when they have a plan, mm-hmm. like say, okay, so what would happen? Give me an example of what could happen if you have an episode. And right. if you have an, ep- an idea that maybe you could have somebody on call that day right. that that person scheduled so that if this person cover the calls and says, hey, I'm having an episode, then right. Judy comes in and covers them. That's sure. how I would do it if I was a manager. But unfortunately, we didn't have the staff available. Right. Well, we did, but... Not in the it same It was a kind very political right. staff. You yeah. Know, the things, like, no one liked me because I was his best friend. And right. I, you know, That's always, not, you know, in, and, not including mental illness you know, or anything else. That's but, always a tough just situation. Dealing, you know, so he, for so for a month, I had no income because I couldn't work. And he was like, well, I can't have you come back in because you violated the rules. You right. Know, and we had, you know, let you get, you know, this has happened, yeah. happened, happened. And finally I've got my office manager stamping her feet and everybody looking at me like, okay, so what about, why is Victoria so special? Sure. You know, and he's like, because she is. <laughs> right. You no. Know? And so he invented a job for me. Okay. To where I wouldn't have to go in on schedule. Right. I make half of what I made before. Sure. I Understandable. make $500 a month. But I am a creative consultant, and I just work on special projects. Okay. And um, whatever needs I'm to be always, done. Kind I'm of thing. always looking for ways to kind of like, you know, build the business and in, in sure. er, different areas. And so, and I have a real knack for networking and okay. talking to people and right. things. And I actually met a lady at Animal Welfare. I was doing community service one day, and she was working on a project that it was I was interested in doing. You know, bringing the taking helping people keep their pets you know people okay. who are having financial issues or yeah. whatever so um so that would be my experience of anybody that meets somebody who's you know hopefully when you first meet somebody they're not telling you about it because they probably are full of shit because sure. people who really have a mental illness don't tell anybody about it until they know that person's going to be here in their life for a while okay because 
that's one thing that I don't just divulge. I used to do that, and I learned, you know, just keep your mouth shut, Victoria, yeah. because that just gives people, they, they're scared to death if you just, hey, by the way, right. I'm bipolar. It's Because they ammunition. think of crazy, crazy psycho shit. You sure. Know? <laughs> Which it can be. <laughs> right. Certain people but, can go that route. I but, mean, you know, for sure. And, you know, with employers, I don't even know if I would even tell them right away unless I knew that I had the job. Okay. You know, um, so once an employer knows that and like provide a letter so that legally right everyone's covered um and then hopefully that that's you know stays you know in the right hands sure, sure. but you know and there's a tax uh you can get a work opportunity tax credit if you are an employer right um for fifteen hundred dollars or something like that when you give a person with a disability and right. it doesn't have to be they don't have to be on disability from the right. government to right. be just considered disabled just right. as long as the doctor says it's yeah. a disability which is an interesting thing like um i don't know if you've gone through and applied for any jobs generally recently. Um, but there is a uh, disability section that's like, I do or I don't have a disability. Oh, really? I have not. Yeah. And you have I to actually sign to. saying whether you do or you don't. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that because I, I used to work for Gap for three years mm-hmm. back in the 90s. And oh, yeah. that was the when I the, my final year was when I was diagnosed with my illness. And, okay. And um, they had great benefits. This but, one, I think, only took charge probably three or four years ago. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's interesting because yeah. I was talking to the before girl. Before you even, like, as part of the application process, you have to say whether you do or don't have one. Oh, wow. I wonder if they deny people who have disabilities. I would actually expect the other way. Oh, really? Because yeah. they can get that tax credit. Yeah, most likely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're doing something good for the community. Right. Because I'm yeah. in a gap with my sister last week, and I was talking to the girl, and she's like, well, if you used to work here, you should reapply. And I was like, you know, mm. I, I, maybe I will, you know, for seasonal help, you know. Maybe, just, yeah. Just to get that great discount again <laughs> and work like one day a week. I could do one right. day a week, you know. To get the discount I, yeah, done. Yeah, really. yeah. I've thought because about doing Because I really enjoyed places, it. I yeah. was really happy with that job. I did really well at it. I did, I did their visuals, and... I sure. didn't like working till one o'clock in the morning on Christmas Eve, but Fuck. other than yeah, yeah, doing windows and I was just like, I don't think people really give a shit what the windows are going to look like the day after Christmas. You know, and yeah. that's one thing that's always really interesting <laughs> to me is that like in retail, they spend so much money on marketing. I know, where, and like, they don't need to. No, most Their people either know the brand itself. or they don't. Yeah, and you they know. don't have to. I don't think that I. And I have never bought anything because of some commercialized. No, I don't think I have either. I mean, I have I have bought things that I've been like, oh wow, I've seen somebody else have something. Right. Well, that's a pretty cool little thing. Well, but that's the thing is that and I I find brand. I don't really. I'm not brand crazy. I'm. I go for the quality of something. Right. I think the word of mouth though is more impactful than a commercial. Right, like if I see somebody I know that has a certain pair of earbuds, or they're wearing this or whatever, I'll be like, or "Hey, they got man. a great haircut." Or... Yeah, I'm like, "Hey, how was that?" And they're yeah. like, "It's fantastic." I'm yeah. like, "Cool." Right, but if you interrupt a movie I'm watching, or if you interrupt yeah. a, a TV or a show video or something, I'm trying or to watch on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck you and your brand!" Like yeah. that's my immediate. Go-to. I hate that. Or you're trying to watch something and they've got all these ads on the side, you know, yeah, and there's like, like distracting. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, and and they spend a lot of money on that shit. Yeah. I mean, some a lot of online sites are yeah kept alive by that. You know, I I would honestly say, like, let's just generally throw out a number. Let's say it's it's a million dollars in a a marketing campaign or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I would rather pay a million people 
like two bucks to to, to wear to something. spread the word. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, and when you when you see these people wearing their Nikes or their Ed Hurleys, I'm like, yeah. are they paying you any money to wear that damn shirt? Right. You know, <laughs> you know but if you gave a huge that, amount of people just a little bit of money, yeah. you would probably have just as much turnaround. Yeah. Or more. Like, you know, like Gap should be like, hey, we'll give you two bucks and a free t-shirt if you'll wear it once a week, you know. Right. And like, then cool, just, I'm in. And then just, you know, send us your days you wore it and you could make them up or whatever. But they would spend less money. And it would and have more have of an impact. Better you'd, be, turnaround, you'd be giving yeah. people a free shirt, and you'd be yeah. advertising your your name. <laughs> yeah, I think you would have more return. You know, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, like it's it's dumb to say how simple that is, but uh-huh. like if you interrupt what I'm trying to watch, go fuck yourself. Because they spend yeah. a lot of money on that on yeah. like, t- like network shit. Like Gap mm-hmm. spent like I don't know how many point million dollars. Oh, I'm sure it's like m- Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, for the Super Bowl, the the year they had the khaki. Swing mm. dance commercial, you know, right, 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 yeah. And and this, <laughs> I'm like, well, are those? These are all the men's khakis, and we've got the women wearing men's khakis. That's going to be confusing to the consumer. Sure, sure, know? right. And they were like, oh well, yeah, well, we don't care about that, you know. Right, no, just <laughs> I'm always sell the one. It. I'm always the one that finds the hole in everything. Sure, you know? sure, I'm, sure. I'm the pessimist, but yeah. Um, well, I, I don't think it's pessimism though, and that that's one that I'll always, you know, like my I always look at like, okay, does this make sense or is this fucked up? Yeah, does right? it make but sense? And... If it's fucked up, it's not so much being like a pessimist, but it's literally saying like this should be something different that it's yeah. not. Currently. I'm a realist, I guess. Is realist? I think <laughs> is probably the better term. You yeah. know, if I say like, hey, listen, that's not the way that should be. People will say, oh, well, you're a pessimist. No, I'm saying that's fucked up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that doesn't I, mean that I'm like, oh, it's going to be miserable. I'm yeah. like just saying that this is fucked up. Yeah, I'm always and the one somebody saying, should point it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm always the one to point out the, yeah. the, 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 the fail in the plan, you know. Right. And, and and that's a good thing. Because it is because you, otherwise because the, the X factor always fails. happens. <laughs> yes, right. As I call it, the X factor. We're always uh-huh. planning for the X factor because oh. something wrong will always happen. Absolutely. And there are things that you can control and you can't. And like my life recently, I have been in. Con- I have done everything. Like my housing situation, you know, right sure, now. Sure. Yeah. Right. Li- I'm once again almost homeless. <laughs> yeah, it's rough, man. Yeah. Because where I was living for several years, I had good st- and stability. As home stability is very important for Absolutely. someone with a mental illness. Um, because you got to have a place to be when you can't be on the outside world. <laughs> right. 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 Somewhere you can and feel safe. So, right? Yeah. And so they decided with the gathering place, you know, that came in, which I hate, um, mm-hmm. they, everyone in the area raised their rents ridiculously. Right, right, right. But you and, had a set And so amount, I had right. a set amount that I could spend. And so they're like, well, we're not renewing your lease this year. I'm like, uh, why? And of course they couldn't say because we're going to raise the rent. That would right, be legal. Right, right, right. They just said, well, we're just not. <laughs> yeah. And they made up bullshit reasons why. I'm like, well, I'm not doing those things, you know, right. and. And um, so, so here I am trying to find housing again, and I've been told, uh, well, it'll be ready in four to six weeks. It'll be ready in four to six weeks. It'll be ready for, and like, okay, it was going to be ready four to six weeks three months ago. Right, right. Now I'm out. I'm out of time. I'm having to fight bureaucracy because I'm yeah. I'm on Section Eight. I am right. low class, low income, but not low class. Right. Um. So Section Eight subsidizes my housing. I pay a portion of my rent, and they right. pay the rest. And um, I even got a raise from them this year. So, um, but right now I'm finding that many places do not accept Section 8 any longer because of the 
pieces of shit that are the two percent of the people. You know, it's right. always that small population that ruins it for everybody, the largest. Right. Uh, you yeah. know, for the, for everybody mm-hmm. else, which is so wrong. So there are fewer places to choose from. There are fewer places in decent areas. Right. There actually, there are literally like no places in decent areas. Yeah. And I'm running out of time. I right now I'm having to get a reasonable accommodation. Um, for an extension, right? And so, come because where I'm living at right now, my roommate, my good friend David, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, once again, has um is there to help, but he is um, having a situation with his housing to where we will probably have to move on, you know, by next week. And so, my battle plan is to for Plan B is. Dr. Setzer, once again, right. is, Amen. Help me out. is right. going to, he has offered, I never said, I haven't asked anyone for any help. And he's sure. like, well, you can come stay in, in my basement. <laughs> that sounds, right. I right. mean, you can come live in the basement. That sounds pretty bad too. Right. But, yeah. But um, he convinced his wife to, hey, you know, this, she has yeah. been doing very Everything well. Everything she can, right. And, and I have, I literally have not brought this shit on. A lot of people bring problems on themselves. Right. For sure. And for years, I did the same thing before I really was really making an everyday effort to manage my illness right. and, and try to be a better human every day. Um, so I am literally a victim here of circumstances. Sure. <laughs> um, so I don't know where my thought was, I was going with this one. Um, so I'm just talking about... I was going to say is that uh, we're at one thirty a.m. Oh my now, god, it's yeah, late. And see, my happy ass has to get up see, way too and early. And my brain now. is still going. No, so no you're I'm, good. I know. I, I know. So I know. if everyone wants to stay, I can just talk about all kinds of shit. And <laughs> if only you, it was that tell easy. Tell you all my ideas and yeah. thoughts about how to make the world a better so, place. So <laughs> um, let's go ahead and wrap. Okay, I've, I've got to be back. Well, up this and has early. been great. I want to hey, say that you. I've never had a conversation of any length with sure. Brandon. And he is Minimally, an awesome yeah. husband and oh, father to my daughter and my wonderful little grandchildren who love their Mimi very much. They do. They do. <laughs> so I always, we always try to end with words of advice. Words um, of advice. So what do you got for your words of advice? My Anybody words of advice, if anyone is struggling with a mental issue, mm-hmm. to get help. Uh, both my daughters have therapists, um, mm-hmm. and I don't think they would mind me saying that. And as soon as they start feeling something amiss mm-hmm. they they give them a call and because it, strength knowing your limits and knowing your weaknesses is strength absolutely and being accountable for your actions is a good thing and even if you've got a mental issue you still have to be accountable and mm-hmm. do something about it it's like right. i get frustrated with people that are complaining all the time i'm like okay well what are you gonna do about it and they don't really want to do anything about right. it. They just want to complain. So, but yeah, if you have anything that you're struggling with, get help. The Absolutely. help even in Oklahoma is out there. And if you want, I can direct anybody in the right direction through Vanessa or Brandon. For sure. And, so yeah. I would say. Um, and be a good parent. Yeah. Always be a good parent. Absolutely. <laughs> I would say on my end, um, you know, a lot of this conversation is very, very simple. Um, is that, you know, like you haven't made excuses for anything. It's always owning up to what's going on, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's one thing that I think a lot of people struggle with is that they, they they can't own up to, you know, I struggle with this or I've had these issues. Um, instead it's, it's easier to point a finger, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that if more people just owned up and said, listen, yeah, I'm struggling with this and I need to find help that, 
their lives would be easier. They would. They yeah. really would. And then to, to commit to it once yeah, they find the help, sure. to commit yeah, yeah. to the help. And understand it might take some years yeah. because it didn't take you overnight to get into the situation you're in. Right. It's going to take some years yeah. of, of constantly working Absolutely. at it and working at it and communicating with other people. For sure. And accepting that you are not the perfect person that you thought you were. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and to stop trying to be that person and just... It's you not know, about being perfect. It's trying to be a, the best human you can every day. Right. That's what I say. It's baby steps, though. Yeah, baby you steps. Know. Baby, baby steps. Yeah. You know, you, know, you don't you don't cross it's the ocean in a day. Mm-hmm. It's just how this works. Um, so, yeah. So, own up your stuff. If if you're struggling, own it and, mm-hmm. and do your best to fix it. And if you're, you're struggling with it, seek help. Yes. Simple. And if you hurt yourself physically... Physical therapy is great. <laughs> it's 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 <Fairs>. helped me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming thank in you. and uh, sitting down. And uh, uh, yeah, y'all, we'll see you back next time. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>